anti-cosmic Satanism, the misanthropic Luciferian order, can't get more of a try-hard name than that, and zombies, 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 today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day too. It's October 1st. It's the beginning of Halloween month. We got a lot of good stuff this month. We're good. Today we're going to talk about, like I said before, anti-cosmic Satanism. And I want to give you a brief overview of Satanism in general. Because there's basically like two big segments of it. One, you have the Church of Satan. So the Church of Satan was founded by Anton LaVey. And it doesn't really worship Satan as a person or as a creature. It's more of a humanist religion. It's more about... I'm going to do what makes me feel good. They they do have, they're not like, don't go out and do heroin and, you know, molest a ton of kids. Like, if that makes you feel good, then there's some deeper problems. It's more about, don't deny yourself the pleasures of the flesh within reason. I've had friends who were that type of Satan worshiper. Not, not many, but I've run into a couple of them over the years. And they're just normal people. It's just they've chosen that as a religion. And that's kind of on par with things like Christianity or... Mormonism or Buddhism or Islam or Judaism, it's just kind of a, a a religious sect. And then just how when you have a group like the Christians, or the Catholic Church in particular, and then they have that, you have that breakaway sect that was the uh, movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments. We did a episode on them a while back. They were basically a death cult. Or you had... We did an episode on this as well. You have Islam as a major religion. And then you have the breakaway cult in New Mexico, I believe, where they tried exercising the four-year-old disabled kid, and then he died, and they said he'd come back as Jesus and teach all the other kids how to shoot up schools. Like, the Church of Satan would be kind of that mainstream, you know, they have tax-exempt status, they have buildings, they have a structure, things like that. And what happens is then you have smaller groups of people, basically where you get into the cult level, and their beliefs tend to be just a little more extreme. And when I say a little more, I mean they're nuts. They're absolutely nuts. Because basically it goes from having like a structure of a religion and then five guys in their basement like just playing deathcore music and writing down their commandments or whatever they want to do. It's it's edgelord stuff. It really is edgelord stuff. Now, if a bunch of kids want to get together and they're like, dude, let's come up with like a breakaway of Judaism. If a bunch of like Orthodox Jews are sitting in a basement listening to, I don't know, what type of music Jewish people listen to. But, you know, and they come up with their own. That's fine. Because generally they're... Ten Commandments or their new like little cult they're forming doesn't talk about just like murdering people. So that's kind of the group we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about anti-cosmic Satanism in general. And then the MLO, which is the Misanthropic Luciferian Order. And again, you know, like, I get it. And, you know, the Church of Satan, the name is shocking. When you look into their beliefs, they're like, yeah, Satan's just the other, it's just an Abrahamic idea, it's this old religion, it's almost like a shock value name. They don't actually worship Satan as a person. So, anti-cosmic Satanism is a breakaway of a breakaway of a breakaway. And I think it's important for the story we're going to follow this up with to take a look at kind of the overview of anti-cosmic Satanism. And I'm going to be totally honest up front too, it's complete nonsense. Now, I'll probably have a bunch of Satanists 
or not Satanists in general, but well, maybe them too, but a bunch of anti-cosmic Satanists flooding the comments or trying to murder me. I don't know. But well, let's go ahead and take a look at what these guys believe in. So let's take a look at what actually is anti-cosmic Satanism. This is from the Satanic International Network's website, satanicinternationalnetwork.com, actually. In the beginning, there was nothing but the energy of chaos. Absu and Tiamat slept and dreamed their darkest dreams. And all was good until the dark dreams began to spawn the cosmic gods. And then it's just nonsense from then on out. Like, that was pretty ridiculous to begin with. And I know what you're thinking. You're going, Jason, how is that any more nonsensical than in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth or anything like that, any creation myth? Here's my pushback on that. The Abrahamic religions, which would be Christianity, Judaism, Islam, their stories, whether or not you accept that they're true, their creation myths, their stories, have lasted longer than any empire ever on the planet. They're thousands of years old. And when we even look at things like Buddhism or Taoism, these things have stood the test of time. They have watched cultures rise and fall and rise again under the teachings of these people. Anti-Cosmic Satanism was written by some people in their basement in a three-ring binder. That's the difference. You can use the names that you pick and choose from this ancient, oh, let's take this Tiamat, that's a cool sounding name. Oh, well, you set, oh, that's a cool name. Well, it's, there are myths that stand the test of time that billions of people believe around the world that were carved in stone and now you can read them on the internet. They've just spanned the breadth of human knowledge and human advancement. And then there's this nonsense. That's my pushback on that. So basically, these ancient gods were having the darkest dreams. Nothing's ever nice in these in these anti-cosmic Satanism. It's always so dark and dreary. It's always so edgelord. Anyway, so they're having these horrible dreams. and Or I guess, well, yeah, dar- see, darkest dreams, that sounds bad. Anyways, so all these other gods pop up. And then one god pops up among them all. We know him as Yahweh or God, or Ra, or whatever, any of the good gods that we've ever heard about in religions, was actually the evil god whose goal was to subjugate mankind and turn us into slaves. But see, the anti-cosmic Satanism, they've seen through the lies. They're pushing back against the Demiurge. I believe that's how you pronounce it. So let's take a look here. These are their... Here's some guidelines. They have... Okay. While there are no strict laws a Satanist must follow, there are some guidelines that will lead you to a better life on Earth. So let me... I'm going to read these to you. Tell me if you think this would make... You know what? Actually, no. I want you... I want to read these to you, and I want you to imagine a 15-year-old kid writing these on a rainy, rainy day. Do unto others as they do unto you. If... (laughs) Okay, fair enough. That's uh, I, That sounds familiar. This is one. Do unto others as they do unto you. If a man strikes you on the cheek, destroy him. What? That seems like a bit of an escalation. Man strikes me on the cheek. That's not doing what they do unto you. That's You're killing them. And then it says, if a person shows you love, show them love. That'll be important for our next story. Number two, mercy is for the weak masses. Show no mercy towards your enemies. <laughs> May your hatred towards them burn as bright as a thousand suns. I'm not... This. Look at the show notes. This is totally sincere. 
Ridiculous. Okay, four. The strong must use terror to make themselves heard over the wailing of the inferior majority. Again, guys, come on. This is try-hard bullshit. So, I mean, again, like, I, I could write this stuff when I was 15 years old. The, the sheeple will all bow down when the strong man... It's garbage. It's garbage. Seven, the weak masses are trapped by morality. The Satanist is beyond such constructs. That's going to be important in our next story. See if there's any other gold ones here. Oh, what? Okay, this is bizarre. So they're talking about strong overcoming the weak. And no morality, like, we're above that. They're above that. I've already got Stockholm Syndrome. This is point eight. It's quite odd. This kind of stood out to me. The Satanists should strive to create a fascist society in which the strong rule over the weak. That kind of fits in. But then we got communism and socialism must be fought as they seek to have everyone wallow in mediocrity. Might is right. I think the big problem, I think my main problem with communism and socialism is the fact that they are all headed by strong men. If commu- if we had a communist or socialist government that was like Star Trek, I'd be fine. And, and that's actually interesting aside because as Star Trek goes on, we start to see the dark side of Starfleet. But, but if it's, if it is a truly like egalitarian utopian society, I'm down. I don't need to own anything if we're in like this post scarcity world. And I knew there was no Politburo or no Fidel Castro or Paul Pot or Joseph Stalin or, you know, Chairman Ma- or any of the hundreds of other examples we have of communism and socialism being run by corrupt, corrupt, strong people. Um, the, the Satanist nine, the Satanist should be you like that little rant there. Nine, the Satanist should be prepared to sacrifice his own life if necessary to hasten the return of the dark gods. That's come ridiculous. Ten, weakness must never be tolerated and annihilate the weak. And then there's some other stupid ones after that. If someone is bothering you, oh yes. Point thirteen, if someone is bothering you, ask them to stop. If they persist, annihilate them. Again, the, guys, the escalation here is completely out of control. Someone's like, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. Will you please stop? I'm not touching you, I'm not... You burn their family's farm down. And you scatter their ashes. It's just, there's no in-between with these guys. And why even put in, ask them to stop? Because you're going to annihilate them anyways. Whoever stops doing something when you say, please stop. Okay, and then let's do this real quick. These are the satanic statements. This is... (laughs) Jesus... This this is their that what you just heard were the guidelines, you know you don't have to follow them, but they're they're just guidelines. They're very very polite anti cosmic Satanists. These are the satanic statements. One violent action speaks louder than one thousand words. Not nine hundred words. It's actually one thousand words. Do not say do. I'm a fan of that one. Do what you must to get your point across. Uh, okay. Sound again, the escalation. Whatever. Only the inferior submit to social norms and the status quo. You know, I always think it's funny when I meet people who say that and yet they're wearing clothes. Because isn't that a social norm? Jeans, a t shirt. I'll have someone in front of me talking to someone, debating someone, and they'll be like, I don't follow any social norms, but you're wearing clothes. Which is a social norm. Why do these guys care? They're anti-cosmic Satanists. They're actually fighting to bring back the dark gods. Why do they have proper footwear? I don't understand it. 
Your enemies do not deserve mercy. Showing them forgiveness will only lead to them taking advantage of you and eventually destroying you. I think there might be some... Tra- especially if they're enemies. I mean, they're showing mercy, but showing someone forgiveness and them taking advantage of you. Yeah, people go through that. Next sentence. Kill them before they kill you. Make yourself a terror to your adversary. This stuff is the most, again, most ridiculous, edgy, 15-year-old, try-hard nonsense. They're only... Here, we'll cover this one last. If given a blow... (laughs) Bad choice of words. If given a blow... (laughs) They should have just said if you're punched or if somebody hits you, but... If if given a blow, retaliate a hundredfold. <laughs> okay. Make the aggressor sorry that they ever bothered you. Again, I thought you were supposed to ask them to stop first, but maybe that doesn't come with getting blown. <laughs> if somebody blows you, blow them back and 99 of their friends. Anti-cosmic Satanism. Now, you're like Jason. Okay, you just made fun of a ridiculous religion for way longer than you were supposed to. Episodes run a little long. But it's because it's setting up the myth mythanthropic Luciferian order. So these guys don't really exist anymore. And again, that should be a bit of a spoiler alert. This group was established in Norway. It was set to the backdrop of the Norwegian like black metal music. They have a it's really popular over there. Black metal And they had a rash of incidents like in the 90s where like churches were getting burnt down and this one member of this black metal band blew his brains out and his band member took a picture of the crime scene and put it on the album cover and they had little chunks of his skull in their clip. You know, whatever. I mean, that's gross, but... And it's sad that he killed himself. But anyway, so the misanthropic Luciferian order grew out of this and... One of the main founders of it actually was in a band called Dissection. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I know how to pronounce Dissection, but I don't know if it's pronounced differently in Norwegian. And I actually listened to one of their songs, one of like the big songs. And it, I mean, they were, musically, it was really well done. It's not the type of music I listen to in general, but I can appreciate it. I used to listen to like tamer stuff like Metallica and Guns N' Roses, like more like just heavy i don't even know if it's classified as heavy metal but it was actually pretty good and i was like oh that sucks that that you know this whole story played out but anyways so the misanthropic luciferian order we'll call them mlo we'll from here on out but i do love saying that name because it's just so ridiculous they have on their website and again this goes to show that the mentality of the people we're dealing with these people believe that the dark gods are, are fighting against the god that most people know and that the anti-cosmic the cosmic world we live in is controlled by the evil god but we're tricked into thinking he's a good god and we have to if we're given a blow strike back with a thousand blows or a hundred blows or whatever it was and don't be afraid to like kill our enemies and die for the dark gods so this is from an interview that a couple of the leaders gave quite a while back what does it take for someone to become a member of mlo so noxifer is the one answering this For a candidate to become a member of MLO, he, she, must wholeheartedly sympathize with the misanthropic and anti-cosmic values of our order, and also be over 18 years of age. Again, why do you care how old they are? I mean, I get legally you have to care, 
But if you're like, oh, the whole universe is against us and the real dark gods are the ones in control, why do you follow any rules at all? Why don't they go, we get them when they're three and we just like pound heavy metal music into their ears and really get it. Because why do you care? Why are you following any laws or wearing any clothes or speaking any language? You should just be like, I reject everything. Everything comes from an evil god and an evil society. I reject it all. I'm going to walk around buck naked and recruit 15-year-olds. Like, what do you care? Why do you care? And why are you saying he, she? Why are you being so polite and gender neutral? I don't understand the mentality of these guys. At one point, they want to be like these feared rebels. And on the other side, they're being like, but first we must follow the laws. And they, they're them. Like, what is going on with these dudes? So MLO was this anti-cosmic Satanist group. And they were basically in this big black metal band. They had a they had a, a bunch of members. I, I think probably like less than fifty at the time, but it was enough. They sat around. They did whatever drugs they do. I don't. I'm, that's probably a stereotype, but and they sacrificed cats. So if you're a cat lover, you automatically hate these people. And two of the leaders, the guy who was in the band, his name was John. I can't say his last name. Nodvit. And then he says his accomplice Vlad. I don't have the last name for the Vlad written down here, but. Vlad, I'm sure you'll remember that. They start saying, we're sacrificing cats, and that's cool and all, but you know what the dark gods really want us to do? They want us to kill somebody, a human. They want us to make a human sacrifice. So this is the tipping point for any cult. Someone says, we got to step it up a notch. Let's fight the government, or let's, you know, kill, do a human sacrifice or whatever. In very uncult like fashion, and I am happily surprised, the rest of the members of the cult left. They're like, nope, we didn't sign up for this. Killing cats, that's one thing. We're not going to kill a human. They left. So the only people left in the cult at that time in the misanthropic Luciferian order was Vlad, John, and Vlad's girlfriend. And so this is the summer of 1997. And John and Vlad are out walking around, kind of like bar hopping and stuff like that. And they meet this uh, young man named Joseph Ben Medor. He was a, I think he was a Nigerian immigrant. They're in Norway. So they're hanging out, they're talking, and Joseph goes, hey, you guys kind of look like Satanists. Like, would you tell me more about your beliefs? And they're like, yeah, sure. Again, like, you know, Joseph's just kind of asking him questions. They're walking along, and eventually John and Vlad kind of get the impression that Joseph is gay. And that angers them so much. They hate gay people. They hate them more than they hate the cosmic God. And again, this goes against your own beliefs. Why do you care about someone's morality? And he's just showing you love. And he didn't give you a blow. He didn't strike you down. He didn't do anything. And they're just so angry with him that they make the decision then to kill him. So they walk back. They spend quite a long time walking around. It's dark now. And they invite him into their house. And Joseph, when they got to the house, Joseph decided not to go in for whatever reason. He probably got his little spider sense tingling. And they're like, okay. And then John says, okay, let me go grab some. And he goes in, he grabs a taser and a pistol. And he goes, let's walk to the park and we'll discuss Satanism a little more. Now, that is an an offer I would not accept. You want to go to Starbucks and talk about it? Fine. But I'm not going to go to a park with you at three in the morning. But Joseph went. And they're walking along, and they shot him with a the taser. There's, see, there's a debate over who shot who, but 
They shot him with a taser and it didn't take. He didn't get tased, so he takes off running. And then one of the two used the gun and shot him twice and killed him. Eventually, the cops caught up to him. It was this big thing because they didn't couldn't identify the body. Then the gay man's lover was arrested, but he got let free because he didn't do it. And they caught these two guys, and then they eventually confessed because even though they're like hardcore waging war against God, you know, a, a cop, a beat cop can break it out of them. The police could never figure out if he was killed as a satanic worship or as a hate crime. They couldn't, but they just knew that they killed him. These guys got 10 years in prison for killing this dude. And then John... John Nodvet, after he got out of jail, he hung himself, or I think he, I know, no, he shot himself, and he was surrounded by candles, and he had like this satanic grimoire in front of him, and what a, what is, what a way to go, I just think that that's just so grim and sad, and you know, you die, and you're like, oh man, that was all made up, should have figured it was made up, because I wrote it in a three ring binder, with a big like Megadeth sticker on the cover, like, I really kind of botched that one. But anyway, so and I'm trying not to make light of his death. I I think that's tragic. I don't think that. I wish he hadn't killed himself, even though he had killed somebody. But So that, to, you know, to put a pin on it, that's really, I think, the that's where if your religious commandments are blow everything up, you're going to, your religion is going to blow up. If your religion is, you know, everything sucks, we were descended from demons, and the one person that's supposed to take care of you, that invisible man in the sky, is the bad guy, and now we have to side with these dark, dark creatures, the dark ones, you call them the dark ones. Spoiler alert, your religion is going to explode, and it is going to explode in blood and violence. And I do have to say this too, killing people is super tacky super tacky. I've talked about that before. Oh, big deal. You killed a guy. Oh, he's blood sacrifice. Whatever, dude. You want to be, you want to be like a true agent of chaos. You could ravage for $5. You could destroy entire ecosystems. You could buy like kudzu vines or creeping vines or that, that horrible stuff. Those you, you can buy plants from around the world and they just throw seeds out of your window as you're driving through Idaho. And then in five years, they're going to be like, why the fuck are all of our crops being choked out by these horrible vines? Where did these come from? Go buy some freshwater crocodiles and just like throw babies into the river. Th- not human babies. Throw a bunch of baby crocodiles into a river as you're driving down the road. You only need two, guys. And it'll start populating. It'll completely... De- That's Satanism. That's completely like destroying an area for generations and generations. Salt the earth. Oh, do you know what? Slipping in the bathtub will kill somebody. That's lame. I, I just get so fed up where they're like, yeah, do sacrifice. Oh, it's, don't get me started on serial killers. Serial killers are the most overrated of all the killers easily. And they're just so fucking tacky. I'm getting worked up. I'm getting worked up because this young dude died because these two people wanted to prove how badass they were because they were believing that nonsense. And yes, people believe all sorts of nonsense in religions. They do all sorts of horrible things. But this, they, I mean, come on, dark ones and f- blowing dudes and, and then you got to blow them a hundred times. It's just, it's, it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. So the next story is going to be, I figure we're kicking off Halloween Halloween month, 
I think you guys know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, which some of you do and some of you don't, I really, you know, happy that anyone listens to it, even if it's just for an episode. But, you know, I'm a fan of zombies. I'm a fan of zombie books and zombie movies, pretty much zombies, anything. I still watch The Walking Dead. And the question always is, is how realistic are zombies? There's stuff like The Living Dead, which I think is the least realistic. That usually would require some sort of like magic or some sort of apocalyptic biblical we interrupt our regularly scheduled programming for a channel three special report nope stop stop okay so this is jason from the future now if you're listening to this podcast in the archives like if you've if you've just started finding dead rabbit and you've been listening through or if you're listening to it again after the first time, I did re- so originally there was a song here that I performed called Dead World. Spoiler alert, Dead World Part 1 was in this episode. Now, it was a mixtape, so I was rapping over somebody else's beat. Now, you know, in the world of rap or whatever, that's really not a big deal. But once you get into things like podcasting, if you fall into... I didn't get a copyright claim against me, but I wanted to get in front of it before it happened. I didn't want to be three, four hundred episodes in, and then someone goes, hey, my instrumental is used on that song. And to be fair, the producer of that beat, you know, deserves to get the credit. I don't even remember who made it. but All the other music on the podcast I either own completely, like the intro and the outro song, or it's free stock music. But the two rap songs that I ended up performing on the podcast, I just... It wasn't worth the hassle. But just to let you know, they have not disappeared into the ether. Uh, Dead World Part 1, there's going to be a YouTube link below, I guess below, you're on You're on a podcast, so there's no below, but in your show notes, if you are so inclined, you can listen to the rap song that I did take out of here. But I'm in the future. This episode was recorded the 1st of October, I believe, now it's November 11th, 12th, I think my brother's birthday was yesterday. But yeah, so I will see you when you catch up to the present day. Ooh, disappearing now.